Thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Reddit, Instagram, and MeWe. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 530. Releasing May 18 in Australian cinemas is Limbo, a crime drama that stars Simon Baker as a jaded detective who arrives in a remote outback town to investigate a 20-year-old cold case murder of a local Indigenous girl. A haunting exploration into how a corrupt justice system has left a deep impact in the lives of an Indigenous family Limbo presents its slow burn mystery through beautiful black and white photography and soul-rich performances of its cast. And joining me now on a podcast to talk about Limbo is director Ivan Sen and the film's lead actor, Simon Baker. Ivan and Simon, I thank you so very much for joining me today. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Ivan, I'd like to begin with you. So when it comes to your movies, your stories, the power of place is very important to you. Uh, before you write a story, you need to find a location, and you found a, just a brilliant location in Cooper PD in South Australia. What was it about that environment that really resonated to you as a filmmaker and storyteller to lead to what people are going to see in Limbo next week? Well, Cooper PD, unlike most places, there's two elements. There's the above ground, which is the normal thing, and then there's the, the underground, the underground culture. And this combination uh, appealed to me uh, in the context of a of a of a detective story um, about something that had happened in the past. You know, a, a cold case. It's just as I get older, I 
try not to analyze stuff too much, but just go more and more with feeling. And uh, it just felt like the right place for this story to grow from. And uh, I went out there and took a lot of photographs and started to turn them to black and white to see um, how they would look. And the black and white aspect came in pretty early and also informed the, the story from a script writing point of view um, very early on as well. And uh, uh, the, the characters, the, the place just felt like it was in some kind of limbo and the underground aspect and the, the above ground aspect and the churches there and it just fed into this kind of religious um, reference as well of, of, of being stuck under, underground waiting for your fate to be given to you and that out of that this story and the characters grew and and I, I mean my stories the story very much comes from my own experience within my own family but that experience is also common to uh, indigenous communities all over Australia including Cooper Pedy and so um, I, I dragged my own personal kind of story into that environment and expanded that within the context of of that local um location and the people that make up that that uh location as well in in reality and that's pretty much how all my my films are made simon you know yourself and ivan you've talked about you know uh, this film for a, a little while before um the shooting began one of the things that really kind of sealed the deal for you is those photographs that Ivan was talking about. He sent you some of those and you're looking at these pictures of these landscapes and these kind of just really kind of sur almost kind of surreal kind of like uh, images, like even like even if this is in our country, but it almost seems like it's like on another planet, right? There's a reason why a lot of sci-fi productions and such shoot in Cooper Pedy. When you see these images, what are your reaction to them um, as an actor, as a storyteller that really kind of spoke to you and said, yeah, I know exactly where Ivan's coming from here because from what I read about you of late, a lot of the things that you come from lately in choosing role is comes more from instinct as well. What what kind of like what Ivan says, you're kind of like in the same wavelength, aren't you? Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my reaction, every conversation I had with Ivan, I always left that conversation feeling more secure in what he was doing. And 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 when you feel that sense of security that and that and that um precision in which he approaches his filmmaking it, it it gives me more room and more space and, and um more confidence as an actor to uh and and a greater level of trust um to allow you know to, to to take risks and to push and to push it um as the character but i do remember very clearly when he sent me through those first images uh um I was, yeah, I was like, wow, this is great. This is, this is, this is incredibly uh, cinematic. And I, um, I'm a, I, I'm a big fan of cinematography, um, not just for the beauty of it, but for the purpose of, of how you present a story and the impact that every single frame has on the way that story is told and the tone of it. And it was just exciting for me to, know that I was working with someone that had that same kind of feeling and passion about um, how the story is told and, and, and Ivan's choice of um, shooting it in black and white was really exciting to me because it, it does have it does have an impact on how 
the performance sits within the landscape um, because you're not um, – you're so stimulated by colour. Your brain is so stimulated by colour that when you see something in black and white, you you look for you look deeper into it. Uh, when you look at a black and white photo, um, you you look for what's going on in that frame uh, because your brain is is the parts of your brain that are processing color uh, is free to to sort of process the drama of the story or dra- drama of the image, and um, so so that that. Uh, I, w- I like to work in that sort of precise way where I, I knew that, that, it, that if I haven't shot it in black and white, it was going to impact the performance. Um, and then, you know, just as, just as his decision there impacted that choice, I feel like um, all the way along in that process we were both open to, you know, if I'm doing this, he's going to put the camera here or we're going to, you know, if he's putting the camera there, I'm doing this. So we'll... You, it, it becomes this this beautiful um, natural organic collaboration uh, and and trust between um, a, a, an actor and a director, uh, which is a joy to work with. Um, and and you know I, I you know hopefully we'll continue on and and, and make some other things together because it was it was um, uh, it doesn't get much better than that when you get to work in that sort of sort of situation for me. Um, that sort of environment. The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by Tee Public. Tee Public is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise. With over 1.2 million designs, Tee Public is sure to have something you will love. The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by Amazon, the world's leading online store. Amazon is your first stop to buy a wide range of products at competitive prices with fast delivery times. Amazon is also a world-class entertainment hub that includes Prime Video, Audible, Twitch, Amazon Music, and more. Sign up with Amazon today and experience the best in online shopping and entertainment. Please support Matt's movie reviews on Patreon. Get access to exclusive content, request movie reviews and top 10 lists, and help support my work. Please click on the Patreon link in the description below. Um, Simon, just to stick with you for a moment. So there's a scene in the movie. Um, it's a dinner scene, and I love dinner scene dinner scenes in movies. To me, they're some of my favorite scenes in, in film. Um, so you're at a, a dinner with uh, Natasha Wangenen's uh, character. She has mm-hmm. her two kids. One of the kids looks at you and says, "You don't look like a cop." And I think um, it's a reaction a lot of people are going to have when, when they see you in, in the films. Like, this doesn't look like the Simon Baker we know. There's the shaved head, the glasses, the tattoos. How early in the process is it that you know that this was going to be the look for your character of Travis? Was it something that you and I haven't spoke about beforehand or is it something you kind of develop yourself? Do you really delve into costume, even just the rims of the glasses, the style of the boot? Is that something you really like to delve into when creating a character or forming a character that's written on a page? Uh, yeah, yeah, we both got into that. I mean, I, I think it's pretty important. Um, it's not like, you know, it's, it's, uh, you, you know, it's not, it's not Elvis. It's not about the glitter and the 15 costumes and the musical numbers. Um, but, um, because it's not about all of those different changes, it's almost a guy almost wears the same outfit. So, you, you, you know, you have to really have to get all of that sort of detail right. There's, 
in the subtlety of it, those details have to be spot on. It's it's the same as like you know if, if that light, you know, if that lamp looks out of place in that frame, if it distracts, it's got to go. Like when you're working on that kind of um, focused and minimalized and and, and um, detailed approach, uh, you, you have to be really on it. it doesn't it, it seems like there's not a lot to it, but you've not one little thing can slide by without it. You know, it, it can stick out like dog's balls if it's wrong, because you you're dealing with a with a sparse palette. Um. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the question was. I've lost it. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the haircut, the haircut and tattoos were were there very in the script, especially and focused upon when Simon came on board. Because I really wanted to um, give Simon um, really like make him feel like as an as an actor feel like we've never seen him in this totally disconnect from what audiences may you know have um, preconceptions of Simon, and so. Mm. That that's that's not actually you know why it was it was done. It's but it was done because this is a part of the character. But um, it was very early on that we kind of I think it's important to set up something and then go from there. You know, set up a base ground and then we build the character up. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just important to get that initial kind of landscape of Travis Hurley. From the base ground and kind of build upon that from there together. Um, uh, yeah, Ivan. You know, I haven't watched your films for quite some time now, um, and I remember I interviewed you like years ago, back when when Tumula came out. I think it was back in two thousand eleven. Such and watching your films since then, there's a theme of loneliness that comes up quite a bit in, in your in your movies, especially in the lead characters, whether it be. Um, Jay in Mystery Row or Travis in Limbo or your characters in Loveland as well. Um, how, where does that kind of come from, that theme of loneliness um, in, in your characters? Because it does seem like a lot of times your characters, especially the lead characters uh, of these these guys, these men, are going through their own kind of like personal, kind of like almost kind of like existential journey. Is that something that kind of just speaks to you as a, as a storyteller and filmmaker? Is that something that you look at, uh, you relate to when you watch movies as well? Because I know you like watching those character dramas of the 60s and, 60s and 70s, and I think that a lot of that kind of stuff kind of resonates in your movies as well. Yeah, I I, th- I think, well, there was there was a um, endemic um before COVID, and the people talked about it a lot. It was was loneliness was is something um, that's I just saw something something the other day about America being the loneliest country in the world. Apparently, um, mm. it's loneliness for me. I think it's an it's something I find that I'm attracted to within and 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 creative expression of that. Um, uh, I, f- I find loneliness as a fascinating trait of the human being, and and it's amazing that in this this time and age, people are still talking about loneliness now. 
uh, and talking about, about it more than ever before. And we've never been so physically. And um, I mean, and uh, closely connected um, by communication be, as 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 now, but we seem to be more lonely now than ever before. And I find that fascinating. That what is this thing of loneliness? Where does it come from? You know, and it's just a part of that existentialistic kind of thing that makes us human I guess are we we destined to just be lonely creatures until we blow ourselves to pieces (laughs) Um, and so it does find its way into my work and it's not just it's just looking for connection as well and people looking to connect people looking for a reason why they're alive on the planet and um it's there in reality, and it and it's uh, something that I think it's probably there in probably every single film or book ever created in a subtle way, if you look mm. for it, because it's inherent within all the creators as well. Simon, um, this uh, my my final question. You know, ever since um, Breath, which uh, you directed and starting, there was a great film as well. Uh, by the way. Um, you've been, had a focus on doing movies and TV shows in Australia. And I, I really think that some this last stretch of movies that you've done back from Breath and through to, you know, Higher Ground and now with Limbo, and it has been, the, I, I think, in my opinion, the best work that, that you've put on screen so far. I, I actually love the stuff that you're doing. Um, and I think a lot of that comes down to that these a lot of these stories are not only, of course, uniquely Australian stories, but they're character-driven stories as well. They're really strong in that way. Um what type of opportunities have you found in the strain film and TV um, as opposed to other markets, et cetera, that you're able to tap into these character-driven stories, that you're able to put these performances to screen? Because as I said before, I just think the work that you're doing lately especially has been really strong and really kind of um, uh, transformative, especially in the way that you present yourself on screen. Limbo, a, a very strong case in point in that. Thanks, mate. Um, I appreciate you saying that. Look, I feel... Um... You know, I spent I spent twenty odd years in America, and uh, you know, established a career for myself there. Um, and a large portion of my life, I was I was a, a father and a husband and a provider. You know, and, and that's kind of was what I wanted. That that didn't mean that I didn't have an artistic heart. I, I always there was there was always a reason why I got into this profession. And, and, you know, it, it, it was because I remember as, as uh, a teenager, a young teenager, um, going to the movies and feeling a connection and not feeling alone or not feeling isolated, or, you know, um, and, and, and having something to, um, you know, to, 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 to project and reflect on, um, on screen and, and that connection is, is interesting, uh, you know. In, in relation to sort of what Ivan was saying about loneliness, I think I think we're in, we're also living in a very interesting time, particularly in this country. You know, um, it's a colonised country that has that holds this uh, ancient culture that is still intact. Um, 
and we have uh, a radical shared history for the last 200 years. There's a lot going on. That's just in our country. Then we have all of this other stuff about, you know, you know, you know where we're heading um, as a society, uh, not just in Australia, so the, the global society where we communicate through uh, digital means all the time and people are less and less in rooms together and around each other. So there is more to explore in that in, in that realm to me and, and I feel like... Um, you know, there's benefits in this country, the fact that we don't have a massive film business. There's benefits to that um, because we can make smaller character-driven films that uh, that have the potential to connect with marginalised uh, aspects of our society and our culture. Uh, and we can do we, we can do that in a, in a relatively small and analogue way. Uh, and we can still make cinema, make m- movies that that may start a conversation or potentially move the needle a bit. And that's exciting to me um, on an artistic level and as a human being. And I think also being, um, you know, being the age that I am now, I, I think uh, I, I'm more conscious of wanting to um, connect uh, with the work that I do, um, and that doesn't mean that, it, that it's always successful. But but I, I think if I think about it, I really think about analyze it. That's 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 a lot of my drive. Um, w- w- there's always entertainment, and it's interesting now how we have. There are these massive tentpole movies that are just all about entertainment, and they pour hundreds of millions of dollars into those. And they reach these massively broad audiences. But then the other side of it is we have these tiny, small films that are that, that are often actually about something. Um, and uh, we are lucky enough to be able to to be able to make those kind of films. I, I, Ivan is incredibly talented and skilled uh, filmmaker. He can make those make those films. He knows how to make them. He knows how to craft them. But he also has uh, a, a pretty unique perspective into uh, a world that we don't see very often on screens. And coming back to Australia, um, I was overwhelmed with the, the the potential for for new and interesting ways to approach stories within this country. Um, so yeah, I've been I've been really very fortunate uh, to be able to be involved in in. You know, to be able to make breath and to be able to work on high ground and to and to and to and to work on a, a film called Blaze uh, last year, a couple of years ago, and and um, and Limbo, um, uh, it's good, and and I and I and I um, I, I, you know, I hope that it continues. I, I I hope that we can continue to make films that that actually uh, reach audiences and connect audiences and make audiences um, understand more about their existence and their part in the in the bigger picture in the conversation. Well, I hope that happens as well. I mean, the best way for people to be able to do that is to go to the cinema and watch these movies. So when Limbo comes out May 18, everyone out there listening, go buy a ticket, watch this at the cinema, watch it for the performances. 
watch it for the beautiful photography, for the storytelling, watch it for the important story. It really is a great film. And Ivan and Simon, I thank you both very much for your time today. Congrats with the movie. Um, best of luck with the film's release. And um, hopefully we get to talk again in the future. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Matthew. Cheers, mate.